It's leave, you idiot. Make like a tree and leave. You sound like a damn fool when you say it wrong. All right, then, leave and take your book with you. Hello, world. This is Chris Abalo's Podcast Experiment, and I am Chris Abalo. Welcome to the show, where I'm once again joined by Andrew Rizzatello. Hello, everyone. And thanks to the impressive work of the private investigator I hired, we have found Jack DeFranco, who's back. I ain't dead yet. <laughs> yeah, this week, at least. Who would have no. known? <laughs> yeah, we didn't even set up the, 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 uh, the, the tier yet on the uh, Patreon to, you know, for your death, you have to be live on camera for that. Yeah, we can't yeah. miss out on what could potentially be a huge moneymaker for the show. Jack. Exactly. You, you $100 to, tier, man. $100, $100 payday for everybody to watch me die. So. Yeah, you need to start putting us first. So Yeah, well, All right. I'll, I'll tell my new employers and everybody else. You're, you know, yeah, your new employer, kind of you? tell your wife, tell your family, let everybody know, listen, there's this yeah. internet show that I need to... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I need to die on. Yeah, I, I need to make this my priority. How much does it pay, Jack? Oh, it doesn't. anyway uh we're here in what is still snow drenched new jersey because Mm -hmm. that uh this is the winter that's not going to end unfortunately uh andrew and i talked about it last week and uh engineer chris jr as he is heretofore known uh chris mad will be engineer chris jr because there's too many of us and um wasn't he chris cubed uh Isn't no that that's that's them? when the three of us do do a show it's it's oh, gonna happen right. yes yes it's gonna happen we'll do a show about i don't know anything uh, i'm sure we'll come up with something between the three of us <laughs> so what's it like having our name be popular for once isn't it great <laughs> anyway uh but sure enough i said last week we're supposed to get some snow on sunday and yeah we got another seven inches of snow in my neck of the woods so we, we didn't awesome. get that much down here yeah well fuck you yeah we got we got it pretty hard <laughs> i actually got plowed out saturday because all last week was so bad like I couldn't do the driveway myself. I tried and it was so bad because you've seen my driveway. It's so long in the street. Yeah. Yeah. I was killing myself. It's like, I talked to my landlord and he got a plow Saturday and then Sunday it snowed again. Uh-huh. So and you're like, this is bullshit. Can we yeah, please we have one designated car at the tail end of our driveway, right by the baseball field. And my car is still buried. So, Ugh. so you got nowhere to be. How dare you duck the show like this? What a jerk. I'll, I'll it's fun, it's funny that tell like, my boss like, next time. Listen, I've been unemployed right. for nine months, but <laughs> but this is very important. Yes. Go ahead, Andrew. It, it's it's interesting. Like I like I stated last week, it just shows the the interesting nature of weather because of like Jack's not that like Madawan's not that far from me. It's maybe a half hour north. Right. Yeah, right down the road and, on 34. Right yeah, house. exactly. It's one road kind of thing to Jack to Jack's area, I should say. And the substantial difference in snow accumulation is that different. Like, I, yeah, we got, we got a couple inches down here enough that they had to plow again, but not nearly seven, maybe right. three. Oh yeah. Like, that's nothing. That's a dusting compared to what we got. Yeah. Oh yeah. I was surprised cause we were out there on Sunday clearing it off because it was still, it was light fluffy snow. And since it's been like sub zero temperatures all week at night, we said, let's just clear this off. So that way it's not a problem in the morning. Or all week, actually, because it, it, once it freezes, then forget it. Then it's it's never coming off because God, it's, it's just going to be. Yeah. I mean, next week we're going to be getting uh, the day after this goes up. We're, we're supposed to be getting snow from Tuesday to Friday. 
in North Jersey, which is I know you guys are both wide eyed looking at me right now, but that's true. We're supposed to be getting fuck. I got to go to the grocery store again. <sighs> yeah. Get that milk <laughs> and bread. Yeah. Get all the milk <laughs> and bread you can, Jack. Yeah. I'll be here stocked up with uh, lean cuisines or uh, chips and salsa. <laughs> anything else I can grab. Ramen noodles. Hopefully the gas doesn't go out. It, then we can survive on ramen. That'd be handy. But anyway, yeah, still a lot of snow. So once again, not a bad idea to have Zoom and be able to do Zoom shows. Because if we actually had to commute from our various locations, even though Jack lives a, a stone's throw from Shared Universe podcast studio. Stone's throw, like maybe two or three. A couple of, a couple of stone's <laughs> no, throws. I, I'm definitely the closest. Yeah, Andrew's definitely you think? right down there. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. yeah. Oh, it only takes me like 50, 15 minutes to get there. Well, Jack's about 15 minutes as well, just coming from a different yeah? direction. Okay. Yeah, just about. Well, anyway. Maybe by Parkway, but like regular, like it's like in a good. No, like yeah, I, like I don't even touch the Parkway. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, for me, who's an hour away, I'm happy to not yes. have to brave the <laughs> the winter terrain, the mm-hmm. the roads and everything, because it's it's a mess and it's gonna be for the next couple of weeks, man. We're making and and up for and, it. and and think you now have a all wheel drive vehicle, right? Your your CV, I, I don't. Is, no, because it, it's, it's a California car. You don't need all wheel drive in California. There's no way. Not in yeah. L.A. County. You don't. Need, there's no kind of weather you, you that you, sh- you need to sure worry about. You sure that isn't all wheel drive? It would have an AWD on the back if it was. You would. Yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't. Mm. <laughs> it's sorry. It's not. All California's got is Maybe, homeless people. Not, yeah, oh, that's mean, it. There's, there's that. I mean, well, then you, can, you need. You really need an all wheel drive so you can get over all of them. Well, you can use them in lieu of in lieu of tire chains. Because they're just they're all over the road anyway. So if you pick up a couple, such and, an elitist fuck and, over here, and they're really Honda, they're really squishy. Oh yeah, Honda's so known for being its high Ooh. end. I mean, geez, it was yeah, it was a CRV or the Escalade, and I went with the CRV. So <laughs> how dare you even not consider a Land Rover? Ugh, no. Well, that's the funny thing when you see like Range Rovers and Hummers driving around in L.A. I'm thinking you don't need. What do you What do you do? The freeway is. Yeah, <laughs> it's not really the the type of terrain that these vehicles are made for. So why is you know if you're just sitting idling on the 405, I really don't think you're going to need a. You're range literally Rover wasting gas. That's yeah, what you're yeah. doing. That's it. So it is kind of funny the the oversized cars that are that are out there. But anyway, uh, speaking of area and living and as a little bit of a follow-up because uh, i talked about this a while back with Corey and jack with regard to our uh, invasion and you may have heard it on the best of show so there was a bird that had gotten into the apartment which scared the the living shit out of us and uh where sherry left me to die as soon as she saw there was something in the house and she just crawled into the room yeah. so uh check that out in the best of show and that's actually going to be a video clip on the youtube channel as well so make sure you wait the actual bird attacks gonna be a video clip or no not oh i wish <laughs> if we had the foresight if to say this needs to mind, be something yeah yeah in that moment if we weren't bleary-eyed from being up watching tv all night maybe you know if I, if I had the presence of mind to say i need to record this because this is insane <laughs> then it should have been no our discussion will be a a clip so if you hadn't heard it you can go and either check out the best of 2020 show or uh, watch the video clip where i'm telling the story to jack and Corey. but anyway i wish i could say that that was the only incident because unfortunately it happened again just a couple of weeks afterwards and it's something that i frankly have just forgotten to mention because we've had an array of topics to cover in the last few weeks so it's something that i just kind of forgot about and it just got pushed to the back burner and I, mean, I know it's it, it's a stupid question, but do you know what kind of bird? A blackbird. Like a what? A blackbird. Like a starling. It it a, a, it just a blackbird. It's like, from hell. I don't know. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. 
Listen, at- no, because it, it's it, it's one of those things where it's like, you know, certain animals are obviously pests and they try to get into, you know, houses or whatever else because of the weather and things like that. So I was just going down that route, like, you know, like squirrels or like what happened to Ryan with the raccoon and things like that, where it's, you know, yeah, it, it's it's pants shittingly scary, mm-hmm. but there's a reason behind it. Is that uh, right? or at least at least for the animal. And let me guess, Andrew, the only reason you know this is because you saw there was something called ornithology and you thought it was the study of pornography, but it was actually the study of birds. And that's the only reason you know all this information. You're like, is that ornithology? Oh, I got to read about that. Oh, shit. Birds. All right. I'm here already. <laughs> you spent all this time in the library and found out it was all about birds. Let's see. I don't know what kind of breed it was. Bye. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what species of bird it was but anyway so what happened was uh lo and behold another morning which was the thing that was really perplexing because i thought this is this has got to be a, a daylight thing that they must see daylight they, are they in the walls is it something there's a hole in the side of the house how is something getting in because what happened was oh wow he's really gone did he really quit or did he just take his video off? Yeah, it's son of a bitch. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. Bye. Oh, no, he's still there. He's just being a dick. He just turned his video off. Okay. He's, he's still there. Yeah, around. he's being a dick. <laughs> yes. He's I'll, being the dick. I'll yes. have you know. He, he's, he knows what he signed up for, all right? <laughs> anyway, so lo and behold, one morning, I wake up, and I just, you know, the way you do, you kind of stumble to the bathroom. You know, it's just, I was woken up because I had to go to the bathroom and I was home by myself. Sherry was off taking care of something. And, uh, as I'm walking to, as Jack knows, but because he's been to my place, but if you don't, basically the, the bedroom is at one side of the house and then you have to walk through the living room and the dining room to get to the kitchen and the bathroom area. So you're basically walking the other side of the house, and if the door is closed, which we usually close our bedroom door for whatever reason, although it's it's a good thing we did now in, <laughs> in yeah. the hindsight, and also uh, just for an extra bit of protection, now we're locking the doorknob. Well, actually, that's more Sherry's thing than mine, but the, the doorknob gets locked, so that way nothing can get in <laughs> while we're asleep. But anyway, so I'm walking to go to the bathroom, which is right next to the kitchen, and as soon as I get close to the kitchen, I start hearing that familiar... <laughs> wing flapping sound and the piss just came right out and right I, <laughs> that's like i was too tired oh no i, I oh, was no. just saying no no it can't be it can't be and as i round the corner and i can see into the kitchen just like last time although i don't remember if i described exactly how the bird got out the window but the bird is up against the edge of the cabinets above the microwave looking at a window and not realizing that the window's closed and the blinds are down so the thing can't get out so it's just clinging to the edge of the cabinet with its it, its tiny bird claws They're t- with the oh, talons wow. that is just hanging on for dear life. And I just went, I let out this huge sigh. Like it's a, it's the type of sigh I imagine incels let out when OnlyFans is down for maintenance or won't load. Because I was just Ugh! like it was, it was such a frustrated, almost like teenager reaction. And I just wa- I was so tired that it, well, it's not even bird here. God damn it. <laughs> there's a bird in my kitchen. And so, yeah, that Napoleon Dynamite, like, oh, but I, I wasn't even afraid of it because I knew what it was. It didn't surprise me as much as last time. It was just more frustrating because it's like, God damn it, this happened again. I just walked over. I lifted the blinds. Now, I'm only like two feet from the bird, but I wasn't worried about it attacking me based on last time. Even you know, that that fear had 
<laughs> had completely uh, gotten out of me after the first experience. I walked over, I raised the blinds, I opened the window, I opened the screen, and I was kind of like, go. I'm just kind of motioning to the thing to get the hell out. And it did. And that was it. <laughs> now, the annoying thing is, I don't know how long it had been here because sure enough, there are droplets all over the kitchen and the counter and, you know, in the sink. And I'm like, oh. ah, how the hell long is this thing in there? And again, where did it come in? This is the big concern because I got to tell you, after the first incident, what happened was we told the landlord about it, of course, that day, which I don't think I, I touched on the follow up. So they ended up coming up and checking out the apartment. And they, they couldn't figure out where there was a hole. They're checking near the radiators, which was our theory. We're like, well, there's an opening between where the floor ends and, you know, where the radiator is against the wall. You know, there's kind of an opening at the bottom the way the, the radiator fixture is. Mm-hmm. Uh, the actual unit, which there's one in every, there's one in the bedroom, in the living room, in the dining room. You know, there are a couple of them. So we thought, is there an yeah. opening somewhere in the house that it saw the light since they've only showed up during daylight? And it just went and then made its way into the apartment. You know, it it just flew up and then it was in there and then it, it couldn't get out. I don't know, especially because as it was getting colder, since the first one happened in November, summertime. I think. Or was it summertime? Maybe it was. was I don't remember. That was like oh. episode like 120 something. Really? OK, well, this is like December. This may have actually been even before the holiday show. It, it was a little while ago, but it's still clear as can be in my mind. But the the idea that we didn't know where it came from. So when they came up and looked around mm-hmm. to see exactly what what might have happened, there was a theory. You're right. It was summer. And, and this is OK. This is the proof that did happen during the summer. I think it was. Yeah. Like June or July, because the landlord's wife is looking and saying in our bedroom, we have an air conditioning unit in the window, which obviously is, has been taken out because it's cold now. But we just put an air conditioner in, in the window during the summer months. And she said, well, there must be an opening you know, above or on the side of the air conditioner where, where the bird came out. Now, and she's talking about this first instance when we were in the living room. And I was kind of baffled by the whole thing because I thought, well, this bird must have been a ninja because if it actually hopped through into the bedroom and instead of flying because it has wings, if it actually hopped along the bedroom and then went to the living room where we were seated on the couch, saw we were there and hopped along the wall behind the love seat, got to the corner and then behind the couch all the way along until it got to the curtain behind my head and then decided to fly out. That bird needs its own TV show or it needs to be hired by the government to sneak in. Yeah. Yeah. This is one crafty bird. Andrew, please come back. If you're just sitting out, come on. I apologize for making a joke about porn at your expense. You can come back. All right. Anyway, he's still lingering, folks. I'm just seeing if, if we can if I can conjure him back onto the air. Come on, please. Please. Thank you. We already got one person sick. I don't need you sick of me <laughs> tapping out, too. Anyway, so I, I thought that was amusing as far as what happened. So th- since the second bird came in, I thought, OK, is, it, is, is this bird like are they trapped in the walls or something? And maybe it was the daylight or because the heat is on because it started getting cold, obviously, in December, you know, overnight got really cold. And now it's even worse. But mm-hmm. the, the concern was, OK, where is this hole that they're getting through? Because that's what freaked me out in the first place. Where is the hole big enough that this whole ass bird can get into the apartment? Mm-hmm. I didn't understand that. So let them know about the second time. Now, <laughs> literally a week later, it may have been slightly less than a week, five, six days, but too soon for my taste. Uh, once again, I'm home alone in the morning. Sherry is out. I'm woken up by a sound of 
something moving around in the office right here where this studio is. And I'm thinking, oh, God, what's in here? Did a squirrel get in? Because I'm thinking, okay, it sounds like something scratching or moving around or whatever. What's happening? Mm -hmm. And yeah. I'm now that it's woken me up. Now I'm freaked out and I'm saying, okay, what, what is this? I don't know what's going on. Is it something in the closet? Cause our, our room gets dark. We have blackout curtains at both ends of our room. And then we have a curtain there. There's a window in the office that's um, over here to, to this side, to my right. And uh, there's a curtain over that as well. So the bedroom is dark. Yeah. So I don't know how something would have gotten in necessarily unless it got in through the radiator. And I'm thinking, did it did it make its way into the office and it's trying to like scratch its way out or something? Because, you know, the walls in here are white. So maybe that's the closest it recognizes to to light. And it's saying, how do I get out of this this place? Yeah. Yeah, I figured the brightness attracted it. Okay, it's in there. Something. What the hell is in here now? So at this point, I'm freaked out because the thing is in the room with me and it woke me up trying to do whatever it's doing. So I'm slowly walking in. I'm thinking, is this thing in the closet on the floor? Because with this Muppet blanket hanging up behind me, <laughs> I'm thinking, is something going to scurry out and then freak me out? It's going to be like a Christmas yeah, vacation kind of situation. That's honestly what I was thinking. I'm like, is there going to be a squirrel? Am I going to be running around panicked? And I'm home alone dealing with this. Like, how am I going to catch it? How am I going to get it outside? I can't just throw it. Out. I can't fly out the window like a bird unless I throw it out. But what am I going to trap it in? So I'm going through all these scenarios in the slow. Yeah, exactly. Is it rabid? Like, do I need to worry about this when I finally catch up to the squirrel? So as I'm walking in the office, all this is is crossing my mind. And then I I stick my head in and I look toward the floor of the closet behind me here. And I hear the again, except it's coming from here where my computer is. And sure enough, there's a bird on top of the monitor. (laughs) That is like flapping and like trying to fly into the ceiling because where it's just on the top floor, the roof kind of angles down yeah, behind where, you know, you folks can't see it's on the other side of the camera and it's like, (laughs) so what I heard was it flapping, but very briefly because there was a lot of space between the top of the computer monitor and the ceiling. And I just, now I'm freaked out and I'm saying, okay, now how do I get this thing from this end of the house to the other end of the house? To get it to go out the window, because there's a lot, as much as you can't see it, there's a lot of stuff piled here in front of the window. And yeah. to move the curtain and then open everything, I thought this is going to be a whole a whole project. So I said, okay, so yeah. So I'm opening the curtains. I open the bedroom door. I turn on the lights, you know, everything. I'm, I'm opening all the other curtains so the, the thing sees daylight. Because I figure, well, it's going to head toward the daylight. It's going to head toward the living room. I can get it to go out. And then I open a window in the dining room. Because it's a straight line from the bedroom to that window. So I said, the thing's yeah. going to see it. It's going to maybe feel or smell the breeze and it's going to head right out the window. So I open and I'm like, (laughs) and I'm kind of clapping to kind of get, get its attention because I'm not going to chase it. Cause if I'm running towards it, it's probably not going to run fly towards me or around me. So I'm kind of staying in the dining room, trying to lure it toward the window. And the thing, it, it kind of flies out slowly. It circles around a little bit and then gets to the, the windowsill looks out, and then flies in on top of Sherry's desk. <laughs> and I'm like, no, leave. Get out. You're right near the open window. Freedom is that way. Get out of here. <laughs> and then it flies into the kitchen. I'm saying this this, this bird is not going to leave. This son of a bitch is just going to stay in here. Yeah. And, and is not going to leave. <laughs> and yeah, fine, I'm like, and I started like yelling at it. I was like, Rrr! and I run toward the kitchen. And the thing flies over the window and then ends up going out the window because I thought, well, I'm going to scare it into leaving. So I started yelling and like raising my hands, like to look really intimidating, like you would if there was a grizzly bear in your place. 
Uh, yeah. Not nearly the same thing, not nearly as dangerous, but lo and behold, there we go. It left. Not even five minutes later, Sherry walks in the door. And I told her, okay, you you just missed something that you, you would have you would have lost your shit. Because I'm thinking, if that thing didn't wake me up, because the clo- you know, our closet is behind me. That's mm-hmm. what the Muppet blanket is covering up. It's essentially a walk-in closet without a door. I mean, I'm being generous with the walk-in part, but we, we do walk in and out of it, so there is that. But I said, there was a bird that was flapping and woke me up. I didn't know it was a bird, but it was on top of my computer monitor, and I just had to lure it from one end of the house to the other <laughs> to get it to go out the window. And I said, I'm so glad it happened when it did, because if you had come home and found this bird, walked in the closet and saw a bird or heard a bird flapping or anything, I said, you would have freaked out and you would have screamed. It would have woken me up and I never would have recovered from that. Uh, I would never sleep again because I've heard her scream when she gets like legitimately scared by something and it would have been horrific. Yeah. So that was the last occasion, because at that point, the landlord calls a, a specialist of some sort a and I don't know if it was an exterminator, but somebody to come and check if there were holes in the house, which basically what happened was, sure enough, there was a hole somewhere along the, the roofing, a hole big enough for a bird to get in. So what happened was these birds must have gotten in and were basically trapped in the walls and had just gone up high enough to where when they get to the top floor, which is where we are, they found an opening, you know, again, that space in the radiators where they're able to hop out and... Or fly out, and that's how they ended up in the apartment. So the hole's been filled. Hopefully no more birds show up. It's been a lucky two months, knock on wood. Nothing has shown up, but man, I... <laughs> Fun. It was something I never thought... I mean, it, it's not that it wasn't possible, but something I never thought I was going to have to deal with. Three birds getting in the house through random holes. Welcome back, Andrew. Oh, come on. Don't look at me. I'll say he's, he's protesting everybody. His, his microphone is on, but he's just sitting and leering at me because he's not happy. The fact that I made a porn joke at his expense. I apologize. Will you please participate again? Come back to the show. I don't know why my camera is still messed up. I, I, it must be on Trump filter. It is because you're, you're super oh, orange. Yeah. You're like, you're like a Chester Cheeto. Is that what is that his name? The, the Cheetos guy? That's what you Chester look like. Cheetah. Right now. Cheetah. Cheetah. OK. Chester Cheetah. Well, that's you. Well, at least it's not a cat filter. That was that was that video made my week last week, man. <laughs> that lawyer. Is I'm sorry that that just, that was the just best. shows the ineptitude of a certain older generation. Absolutely, like, really, guy. Well, the fact hey. that the assistant wasn't able to help. He's like, I got my assistant here, and they're trying to figure it out, and I don't know. Uh, but my favorite part, and I when I shared the video, I did the hashtag. I'm not a cat. <laughs> Like, thanks. What are we talking about? <laughs> oh, Jack. You I'm didn't see to, this, Jack? I'm, I'm going to DM no. it to you. Okay, well, you'll have to watch it later. All right. It's it's hysterical. Yeah. Let's not get into it if he doesn't know it. Okay, moving on. Uh, so one of the things I want to get to as well, now that now that Andrew's back, is uh, although maybe he's not going to be too happy about this either. So uh, another thing that I frankly probably should have done this in the first show of 2021 is uh get into some fan feedback a lot of stuff i've received through uh tweets dms emails all that other stuff to andrew it's okay that you're orange really let oh okay now he's back again everybody he's bright. <laughs> he's having technical <laughs> issues and now he's bright and, and flesh tone again mm-hmm. but uh i i said I thought, i'm sorry i thought i had to start talking you things were huge it was phenomenal huge These things are yeah special. you got to start referring to everything as being beautiful and tremendous yeah. and bigly yes yeah but, it's over. It's <laughs> no, it's not, Jack. Well, That's just uh, it. 
Yeah, it's it, it, it is and it isn't. He is, but the the long term damage isn't. But let's not get into that. Uh, good things like fan feedback. Uh, so got a lot of messages and kind of wanted to touch on it because I thought, well, why not address this on the show? People have been listening. People have been responding, and I... want to hear about it. What's going on? Yes, Andrew. Let me guess. I'm too loud. Uh, no. As a matter of fact, I got, got a couple messages about that, especially with with Zoom. Mm. Don't know what everybody's talking about. Andrew sounds great. That's from Lou Ferrigno, and uh, a couple other people. <laughs> couple other people. You got a lot of comments as well. Andrew's mustache looks great. That's from Stevie Wonder, and it's a couple of people who are actually big fans of of what's going on here. Uh, love the Zoom shows. Glad you guys are staying safe. Happy to see the four of you back together again. That's good. Got a couple people who, of course, stayed, or I should say, uh, found us again because of the only podcast, which if you haven't checked out the only podcast that matters, everybody, go check that out. A lot of people getting into uh, the old show that the three of us did with Ryan and uh, for years and years and the various guests who've been on the show. So uh, make sure you go check out the only podcast that matters. The big question I got was with the new year, uh, is there going to be a 2021 quarantine questionnaire? Because with everything getting canceled or postponed whether it's movies or concerts or festivals all that stuff we're not completely going to be out of the woods for the let's say the first half of 2021 and even though it may not be full-on quarantine or lockdown will there be more questions like that i actually am working on something because there are uh, more guests that are going to be coming on the show in the coming weeks so i thought it would be mostly interesting to have them answer the questions so i am working on something so if you want to know if there's a 2021 version of the quarantine questionnaire yes i did come up with something and uh, that's going to be happening in the next couple of weeks when i'm doing some one-on-one shows so you can look forward to that um the election show why did i'm surprised you didn't get on andrew about his vote wasting his vote on the third party look andrew i was just asking about his position when it came to why he was Voting libertarian. I didn't. But that's honestly where my curiosity was. He, no need for him to defend it or, or revisit it. But I just want to know why it was he was opting for voting for the third party. And uh, thank you for saying I wasted my vote. It just goes to show that you're stuck wherever you are. Well, <laughs> now, now, that's why these are anonymous. I'm not calling out anybody. I'm, got a got a lot of positives about the live stream too. the holiday show. Uh, will there be more live streams? Yes. In fact, I was actually thinking that when we do get back to Shared Universe, that maybe we'll celebrate with a live stream at the studio. That could be fun. Uh, it's a possibility, depending when that is and what we have planned, and uh, see what we can wrangle together. Like I said, there are a bunch of irons in the fire with some ideas for when we get back to the studio. Uh, the, a, a show beyond the Zoom shows to see how all that's going to play out. So that's going to be fun. Uh, people really like the, the what-if scenarios as well. Uh, love you guys asking how much it would take for them to do an OnlyFans. <laughs> More of this, please. <laughs> oh, God. And Oh, yeah. Uh, the sing-alongs. People like that, too. Ending the holiday show with the, the Cheers theme sing-along. Uh, yeah, there's going to be more sing-alongs. Maybe that'll be a tradition with the live streams. That'd be kind of fun. Uh, certainly, I think, it would make more, I think it would make more sense with the live yeah. streams. Absolutely. I think ending it with a song would be a lot of fun or a sing-along. Um, and like I said last week, there'll be more musical guests as well. That's something else being planned for. When we get back to the studio, actually having performances and having people in studio who can, perf- who hold, can on, perform hold on, hold on, hold on. I think I hear Christian already uh, making fun of white people in Wonderwall for some reason. Does he hate Oasis? Has that come up already? Well, no, that's just a that's just a white person joke. It's like anyway, here's Wonderwall. Ah, oh, that's another. <laughs> oh, you you guys and your internet, <laughs> you're so much smarter. You're so much smarter than the rest of us. 
Another holiday show bit. I really should have organized these in, in relevant to uh, when they were submitted. But uh, one of the best compliments I got about the well, I don't know if it was a compliment. I don't think it was an insult, though, about the uh, holiday show was um, people surprised that it seemed like I took a back seat during the first hour of the holiday show. And one person said <laughs> that the first hour of the half in the bag holiday spectacular is more like Andrew's ale experiment, Andrew's liquor experiment. Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of funny that could be a fill-in show because ale spells ale so i had that in parentheses and i didn't read it properly but uh, i'm like hey andrew could do a a liquor based show if uh, for some cool. reason I'm, I'm taking the day off uh so yeah more stuff is going to come along uh with all this but thank you guys for sending it in yeah send send the dms send the tweets uh leave the instagram comments all that stuff you can of course follow the show at cape pod on twitter and instagram and you can comment you could dm uh, you can send them to me as well. Chris sells out on Instagram and Chris Abalo on Twitter. And I'd be happy to share them with you guys and uh, to hear all the feedback. But yeah, more live streams, more sing-alongs, more music, more Andrew. <laughs> Unless I say something to insult him to where he backs out. But uh, And a uh, 2021 version of the Quarantine Questionnaire. That will be coming soon for the, the one-on-one shows that are in the not-too-distant future. Anyway... Well, unfortunately, we ended up touching on politics, and there is something I wanted to address that is not... See, it it is political, but it kind of shouldn't be, which is th- this whole pushback that was happening, and because it, it just kind of came to a conclusion on Friday, uh, which is over a week ago at the point when the show goes out, but the idea that there was all of this pushback about the stimulus that was put through that was voted in favor of there had to be, you know, the vice president had to cast the, the tie breaking vote in the Senate to make sure that this stimulus package passed. Now, 2020 was a failure on a lot of levels in terms of our government, our leadership. And I mean that in terms of both parties, there were a lot of things that could have been done better. Obviously the messaging, which we know there was a lot of different things coming from different people from the get go. If we'd done what other countries did and there was a firm message, we're locking down for this amount of time. And we're going to give everybody this financial supplement. Only certain services are going to be open to reduce the spread of this would have been a completely different story. I want to go ahead. Let me, let me comment. Cause you, you brought that up and I wanted to say that um, one of the common um, stories I keep hearing is why is this still going on? Why is this still going on? What do you mean? I still have to wear a mask because had America at the United States turned around and done what Australia did, what Italy did, what New what Zealand, the did. Netherlands, what New Zealand did and yeah. literally said, don't leave your house. We're going to pay you to stay home. Exactly. There would still be numbskulls out there and nitwits talking about my freedoms but, and how there's, there's dictatorship. This is a communism. But that was also reinforced by all the all the right wing propagandists like Fox News. Yes. And certainly all the enablers, you know, of, of the 45th president. Unfortunately, there was a lot of that because there were plenty of people who said if he, you know, if, if when interviewed or when pressed, if, if the president told you wear a mask, would you wear one? Yeah. But there's so many people who said because he doesn't wear one, I'm not wearing one. So unfortunately, that's where a lot of it kind of fell apart. But at the same time, look, I agree. You can't tell people to stay at home. Don't go to work. Businesses need to close without helping them out. You need to have some way to support small businesses that are closing, even regular businesses, you know, larger businesses. Like, I still find it strange that there was nothing when it came to, you know, movie theaters where this is a situation where 
they they don't have a choice. You're telling people you're you're making it unlawful <laughs> to not gather in large groups, and even when it comes to things like concerts and venues. Now, I, mean, I this- used to learn, work for too. Look at that. Like you have massive amounts of people in one contained space. You literally can't do this right now. So, right. Well, yeah. and, and that's I mean, it. And same. And with- there were there were only a select few businesses that were actually adhering to the. Um, limitation right. law like uh for instance trader joe's um because i know for example like they would let traders um wegmans whole foods yes they were literally stopping you at the door and saying no we're at capacity right now including the employees i stood online at wegmans many times up here because yeah. that's that's just what you had to do that was for the first probably from april may maybe into yeah. june yeah. that i was waiting online sometimes for i mean it wasn't terrible it was a half hour but i get it Go inside, get nice what you outside. need, and get out. Well, that's it. Thankfully, yeah, at the point now. when it was nicer. Yeah, now, forget it. But at the same time, you can't tell people to stay home from work. You can't tell businesses to close without providing them some kind of relief. Even when it came to unemployment, which there's, there was a huge, huge revamp that had to be done for the New Jersey unemployment system. And look, I, I'm not going to defend Governor Murphy necessarily, but unfortunately, this was laid in his lap because... The system was strained and all of the flaws were exposed on his watch. These problems have existed for the longest time up until now. This antiquated system that couldn't handle a lot of basic processing of unemployment. Where the the funding came from and who what we were taking it out of. Well, even just from from a technology standpoint, they didn't have the, the technology to process all of this. I mean, the system still looked like. AOL circa 1998 when oh you filed God, unemployment. Yeah. I mean, we've all filed unemployment in, in recent enough years. The system still looked like it did probably when the Internet first became publicly available. It looked very 1998. Exactly. Yeah. Ge- yeah, like GeoCities. It. Yeah, it was, oh it was a GeoCities website, and people were logging on through AOL or Prodigy to get to it. No, I was but like, what Netscape. The- yeah, I'm trying Netscape. To do this. What the hell is this? Like- it is. Now it looks modern, and now you could actually put it, pull it up on your cell phone. Yeah. But prior to that, like, I'm not again, I, I don't look at that. I'm, I'm I don't think it's his fault as much as people are blaming him for it. It's just right now it, it happened on his watch. So now he's responsible for fixing it and he's responsible for putting people in place who can fix it. But mm. there's something that unfortunately, you know, hopefully, you know, there, there has to be silver linings in all of this. I'm not going to say it's all bad, but hopefully that's something that now going forward is fixed. There's a, a modern interface, at least in the state of New Jersey. I'm sure a lot of other states have had to get their shit together. Similarly, with their unemployment system, but even the idea that, you know, this first stimulus package was sent through the twelve hundred dollars that was supposed to last all of us 10 weeks, which goes to show how out of touch uh, that this country's leadership is where they actually think it's going to last. I mean, I realize that was, you know, the the secretary of the Treasury said that. But at the same time, the idea that twelve hundred dollars is supposed to be enough, even for a month, that goes to show they don't know how much rent is for the average American or a mortgage payment. I mean, that's just. That that didn't cut it, but even it's when it sad, came to it's, it's it's sad. Like all the all the memes that came out of Bernie Sanders and uh, Donald Trump siding with each other, saying that you know, that's not enough money. Like, right, people need more money. Well, that yeah, that that's exactly it. You know, and, and the idea that even when it came to something else with unemployment, the way it was set up, you know, this enhanced unemployment, the extra six hundred dollars a week, which was considered excessive, but it, frankly, it wasn't if you were unemployed because the idea. That whole pushback about, especially from all the, a lot of the Republicans, was just like, we need to get people back to work. We can't discourage them from getting back to work. People aren't going back to work. A lot of people have lost their jobs. Yeah. 33 million yeah. people are unemployed. 
And the idea that you're trying to give them maybe a little more than they might be making at their job, but to carry them through that money needs to get put back into the economy for, you know, to be used for goods and services because the economy yeah. is based on that. And actually, I got in a conversation with somebody who's uh, who has uh, some some economic ideas, which to me are more theories like they were explaining to me this whole thing of, well, you know, the idea of like giving people money and the money that could be spent. You know, they use the example of, you know, quoting an economist that uh, if if a window breaks, that helps the economy because the glass needs to be purchased from somebody. You need to hire a person to come replace the glass and all that. When ultimately it would have been financially better if the window had never broken and that money had been properly invested. I said, okay, that's great. But that's also just a theory. Windows break. (laughs) Shit needs to be repaired. You need people to come in and make the repair. So as a theory, that's wonderful. But unfortunately, we don't live in this utopia where things don't go wrong and you can prudently invest your money. And we've seen the fallout of uh, people trying to invest in the last couple of weeks. I don't even want to get into that, the whole GameStop and AMC theaters thing and, and all that other stuff. But um, Old. this idea th- this idea that that was somewhat excessive, but they had this enhanced unemployment. It helped a lot of people. And then it runs out the week before Congress takes the month off. It runs out right at the beginning of August when they're off for a month and then spend for yourself. Even not having the foresight to build that in. And again, I'm putting this on both parties to not have the foresight to extend it and make it an amount that carry people through your vacation because you sure as hell weren't going to cut your vacation short. You know, your family's still having dinner tonight. So what are you worried about? That really sucks. And at the point where they pass this, you know, the next one. For unemployment for three hundred a week for six weeks. I mean, in New Jersey, by the time the system actually, yeah. by the time the system actually processed, they ended up just paying everybody, at least in this state, eighteen hundred dollars the six weeks in one lump because they couldn't get it together. To, you know, once again, the the flaws in the in the system and the technology, how we're not equipped for something like now, this. Now, now, um, because it's been uh, a little bit, I've been lucky enough to not be on un, un, unemployed. So, mm-hmm. I the systems obviously is it still biweekly? No, it's weekly. Weekly. Oh, you get you get weekly now. Yes, mm-hmm. which is great. Okay. Um, that yeah, was all right. So that's because when I was unemployed, it was bi-weekly, and it was only like uh, same. Uh, you and, seventy-five and, or like sixty-five percent oh, of you your. You you froze up for a second. You're back. Okay. Um. um it, it was like it's only like seventy-five, sixty-five percent of whatever you were making previously. Right. So I I know my idea of unemployment obviously has been skewed, um, from what it is now. Because had, I was always under the assumption that it was still the way that you know, I dealt with it, where it was every two weeks and you're only getting so much. So when I heard you guys talking about how you're getting an extra six hundred dollars, I'm like, thank fucking Christ, because if I was only getting this much money every two weeks, I couldn't fucking survive. Yeah, for a prolonged period yeah. of time, which is exactly yeah. what it was. And here we are now, almost a year later, still going through it. So the idea and, and not and not that a, a weekly paycheck makes that easier on you, but. It's it, it, gone just as quick. Well, yeah. that's it. I mean, the the idea that you know you're you're giving people an extra six hundred a week is is helpful because yeah, it, it it they are going to spend that money. People aren't investing that money. They're you know they're they're paying for their cars and their cell phones. They're paying their mortgage. They're paying their rent. You know, even if it's in, in I forget the the percentage. I mean, it's it feels like a lifetime ago, even though it was fairly recently. You know, this is a little more than six months ago. All this was happening, but the idea that there was a percentage of people, not a huge percentage, they're definitely in the minority. 
but it was more money than people were making when they were working. And that always yeah. rubs people wrong. That was, that, idea, was, that was in the beginning. Yeah. Right. Which is, yeah. but, but a small amount of people, if you're talking about one in five people is making more money on unemployment than when they were working. So what? That's going to happen. It's not going to be yeah. a system where like everyone's going to be underwater. But in a, in a situation where we don't know when we're getting out of this, is that such a terrible thing? Now, that brings me all. to this stimulus that that just was passed by an extremely narrow margin just now. You know, th- this whole pushback, it's already be partisan. But, again, you know, again, I'm an independent. I'm a registered independent. I voted in the last presidential election. That was my only one. I have voted in other more local elections in previous years. But just to be fair, I, I, I am going to single out all the Republican pushback in this case because... They're saying this is too much money. We can't spend this money. $1.9 trillion is too much, blah, blah, blah. Right. Except this money is actually going toward businesses. It's going toward reopening schools. It's going to extending unemployment benefits. It's going toward working class Americans who got fucked in 2020 in a big way because all of the breaks for people who owned yachts and private jets and, you know, all the other stuff that was built into these previous stimuluses was not meant to help the people who are most affected by this. And I find it insulting embarrassing and infuriating the fact that when it comes to taking care of working class americans we don't have the money the government always has the money to supplement big oil they always have the money when the airlines need a bailout even when it's their fault when the auto industry needs a bailout when it's their fault when the banking industry or when or when a hedge fund doesn't have enough money exactly we people turned around and said no fuck you Mm mm-hmm and we're going to invest in these stocks. Exactly. The idea Just to bleed that you dry. The idea that big business always the government always has money for that. That's always solved within like a week. You know, mm-hmm. when when all the car manufacturers in, in Michigan were in trouble and it was just like, oh, we got to save the auto industry. When the banks there, were in trouble a... after the financial meltdown in 08, it was we got to take care of the banks. But now it's like, well, Americans are out of work. They need to stay home. There's a virus killing people in huge numbers. Well, I don't know about that. That's a lot of money. So. The rumor was it was George Carlin who said this. I'm not sure, but there was always the thing of uh, um, politicians should dress like NASCAR drivers so you can see all the endorsements on them. Yeah, all the people who are sponsoring them. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. I I don't remember who that was either. I've heard that a bunch of times too. I think it might have been. Yeah, it's one of those things that gets attributed to, you know, either George Carlin or one of the more politically conscious comics right um could have been lincoln could it could have been lincoln if you if you believe everything that's a meme it could have been lincoln it could have been tony stark it could have been gandhi yeah it could have been anybody so but it's true it is it's true i mean the idea that big business is always taking care of industry is always bailed out but when it comes to americans like sorry we got fucked in 2020 we really did and the idea we're essential we're essential that's the thing. It's like, well, everybody's an essential worker. Well, some are more essential than others. And by the way, if everyone's an essential worker, nobody's an essential worker. It's like saying every child is special. I could tell you from my previous job, I was not an essential worker. Yeah, exactly. You know, Andrew drives a garbage truck. He is an essential worker. Yes. Because that shit piles up quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so garbage he don't absolutely stop. is. Yeah, it does. It's like it's like rust. Garbage never sleeps. So the idea that business and industry always gets bailed out when they need it. But Americans come last. Th- that really does piss me off. And the idea that now there was finally a package that was put together. And look, I'm going to give the new administration credit for it. They, they came in. They had something ready to go because if they didn't, it would have been a huge fuck up. It, it would have been a huge. It would have been torpedoing their own administration because it just would have set the wrong tone. They came in. They had this idea laid out before they even took office. 
and they they got it done narrowly. But the idea there's so much pushback and saying it's too much money. It's money that's going to, again, extend unemployment benefits, get schools reopened, you know, paycheck protection, small businesses, all this other stuff. There's not all this other shit baked into it like you saw in these previous stimuluses where it's like 20 percent is going yeah. to Americans and 80 percent is going toward business and the one percent. And yeah, uh, fo- mm-hmm. yeah. And foreign nations and all this other stuff. So that that's always been my argument is and and it doesn't matter who writes the bill or what it's what is earmarked in it. Where is like, all right, so, it, you know, there was a trillion dollar stimulus or whatever, but like you saw, like some of it went to gender studies in Pakistan and, and various yeah. things like why, why can't you, why did that have to be allocated? Let me know, like this was allocated because we're, you know, and then like the money we pay to China to pay our own bill. Yeah. Like we're paying China so they can pay us so we can pay them back. Yeah. It, it's all the system. The, the money system is is like if 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 this was me and I owed these people this amount of money, my legs would be broken. Exactly. Right if if we ran a business the way it's, some stuff gets run in this country, we'd be out of business for all of us. Yeah, oh, yeah we'd be done. Yeah. yeah. You, you talk about collection calls and, you know, I've been trying to reach you about your extended warranty. <laughs> yeah, those those never stop. But when it comes to uh, internationally, different story. I don't know. It's it's really frustrating, you know, especially when you saw this stimulus that was passed like right at the end of the year that's still in effect right now, you know, because the next one doesn't take over, at least in terms of unemployment benefits. I don't know how everything else kind of shakes out. But this uh, this package that was finally put through where the, the 45th president was pushing so hard to make sure everybody got two thousand dollars each because he knew <laughs> the next he probably got wind that the new administration was going to be make sure people had, you know, more money than he'd given them during a stimulus, you know, where everybody got the 600 and then unemployment benefits. Um, Just the fact that that was like 6,000 pages or something with all this other shit baked into it. It's like every Senator or, or, you know, representatives pet project, whatever it is that they couldn't get funded or couldn't get passed in a bill. They had to bake into this because it was the only chance of it getting passed and then pleasing not even their constituents, but their sponsors, like Andrew was saying, the idea that we have to get all this stuff worked into one of these larger bills because a stimulus is definitely going to pass. So we need to get all the money to the to the biggest donors and make sure they have the yeah. biggest advantages. It's it's really disgusting. So the idea that there was all this pushback to this, again, the stimulus that barely passed the other week, I just thought it, it really did piss me off because, you know, we, we all got fucked at different levels in 2020 over this. And the idea that working class Americans come last that that pisses me off, and it should piss everybody off. It should. It's absolutely because when it's industry, we always find the money. Mm-hmm. We've always found the money. The government always makes that happen, even when it's their fault. But something like this is not our fault. Forget it. I mean, again, I, I still think there needs to be more done to save. You know, this to save our stages program that's going on to save live venues to save movie theaters because yeah, people aren't going, and these businesses are at the effect of a a you know a, a screw up that was way beyond their realm of control. So the idea that they're suffering because of it, yes, they should absolutely have something because you can't tell people to stay closed and prohibit all these gatherings. And it's just like, well, it sucks for you. (laughs) Sorry, you still need to pay your rent for your building or whatever the hell it is. It's, I don't know, it just really, really sucks. Hey, speaking of concerts, speaking of music, (laughs) let's let's change gears. Let's end on something that's a little more, I'm not going to say it's positive necessarily. (laughs) But not not by appreciative discussion, no. There, Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's it's not a stimulus discussion a little bit more light <laughs> uh, yeah it's definitely lighter for sure i just i'm sorry i just i we had can to throw get eggs at these people that. yeah let's make fun of people who uh well particularly as an organization so they announced the nominees for the the 2021 
Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. And it is a lousy list. It's it, it, This organization continues to embarrass itself. And I said it on social media. If you followed me, you may have seen my, my post last week about it. But it, this this is... I, I don't even know where to begin. And I've said it before. We've talked about it, you know, in the only podcast that matters and everything. But it's, first of all, it's the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. If you want to make it the Music Hall of Fame, just change the name. I mean, rock and roll is cool. It's a cool term. It gets all the glory. Rock music and roll is the of game. Fame. That's what I always think of it. It's the rock and roll is the game they're in. So. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I get it. It's a business. It's not actually, there's nothing rock and roll about this museum. They yeah. just collect people's memorabilia and, you know, throw this super expensive so, so- party once a year. I'm I'm looking. Chris Chris had sent a uh, text message. I don't know if he sent it to Jack also, but he yeah, sent I it to me. Yeah, okay. No, I left Jack so out. I'm, Fuck that guy. Hey, I don't know if you guys talked about it beforehand. So um, well, I'm gonna read. I, 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 I prep this show. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't sound like it. But listen, I actually, I mean, we, he hired that PI. He may not even know if I you were. That's really you. Six minutes ago. So yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the 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 people on this list. Uh, let's start with uh, Mary J. Blige, Kate Bush, Evo. Foo Fighters, The Go-Go, Iron Maiden, Jay-Z, Shaka Khan, Carol King, Bella Cootie, LL Cool J, The New York Dolls, Rage Against the Machine, Todd Run- Rundgren. 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 Rundgren, okay, Tina Turner, and Diane Warwick. Dion Warwick. Dion, excuse me. No Dionne problem. Warwick. What, first um, of all, what's with all the rappers? We we need to stop this thing with putting yes. rappers in in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Sorry, look, I realize rock obviously had an influence. If you, if you want to talk to the Fat Boys and Run DMC and people who actually did have a rock element to their music, yeah, that's fine. Just because Jay Z samples Billy Squire, don't make him a rock and roll act. It doesn't. Or he did the thing with Lincoln Park. Oh God, it's just so all over <laughs> the place too. Like you look at all these people from different eras. Like yeah, usually the, in Hall of Fames, like people of the same kind of time frame go in together. Well, you would you would think I I believe that the I I don't remember if it's 20 years or 25 years since your debut album. Twenty-five. Okay, it is 25. Well, you know what? I was actually as I'm looking at the list, I'm saying, okay, it must be 25 because of the fact that Foo Fighters, Fighters, Rage Against the Machine and Jay-Z that they're on the list. I'm sorry, but that just seems like they're playing favorites. That it, just it seems is. like, it's oh, like, we love them. Listen, you know? it's like da- Rolling Stone's favorite cover artist of the. Oh 90s. God, yeah. fucking Rolling Stone. Yeah, that's what it just seems like. It's a Rolling Stone Hall. Of Fame. Well, it's that's the idea that that Foo Fighters is one of like three bands the average American can name, along with Metallica and <laughs> maybe one other one. Uh, but otherwise, you know, and the idea that Dave Grohl is the unofficial spokesman of rock music, which just fucking galls me, but. It, it, the idea at least he tries at least he tries we could have worse mm, it could be ariana grande i, 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 I anyway all right well I, I don't i don't know that I'm, okay forget it so the, <laughs> but the idea the idea that foo fighters jay-z rage against the machine okay so they've been at it for 25 years when you're putting that up against carol king and dion war um uh, dion warwick excuse me uh tina turner the new york dolls Who've been at it for fifty years How now? Is Tina Turner not in this thing twenty five years ago. Well, here's the thing: she's in as Ike and Tina, and Carol King is in as a songwriter. Now, I would give the edge to Carol King because her solo career did start. You know, as a solo performer, she did beat out Tina Turner. She started first. If we're going chronologically, which apparently yeah, we're not, based on the people who are on this list. But I mean, I think Judas Priest was nominated twice and never inducted. And they've been at it for 50 years. I mean, just the idea that 
just because Foo Fighters and Jay Z are are still you know have some relevance in twenty twenty one that they yeah. should get in. I mean, we talked about this a couple of years ago, and Deep Purple and Cheap Trick got in. I'm like, why does it take this long? Why did it take Rush? You know, forty years. Rush, Rush is another one. Well, it on this was Iron Maiden. Yeah, I, exactly. Yeah, I, I, honestly, Maiden. I hope that Iron Maiden and Rage, if they actually are inducted, I hope that both those bands turn around and tell them, give them a big fuck you or do something like Alex Lifeson did where he's just like, blah, 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 blah. Or just be like the Sex Pistols and don't show up. Just write a statement. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's one of the funniest things that, that's ever happened. They just wrote a statement as a group and their awards is like Steve Jones, who's on the radio still in uh, in California says that, uh, yeah, the award's there if we go pick it up, but nobody's going to pick up this award. <laughs> so the Sex Pistols Awards, their, their Rock and Hall of Fame, you know, whatever the, the physical award is, is still sitting there in, uh, was it Cleveland? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I've, I've never been. I don't really have a desire to go. I've been to Hard Rock Cafes and seen memorabilia. I don't need to go to fucking Cleveland. It's about the same. And you get yeah, I was going to say, like, that, isn't that like their whole shtick? Basically. But just this, this whole list, it, it pisses me off. Because the inclusion of artists that aren't rock and roll and the idea that there are people like Carol King, Tina Turner, as solo artists, Shaka Khan, same thing, that haven't been inducted yet. And that Iron Maiden hasn't been inducted yet. And again, Rage and Foo Fighters, they're they're newer. It'd be different if all these other bands were in. And again, Judas Priest, who hasn't been in, even though they've been put up for it may have only been once, but I think it was twice that they were on the ballot. Just the idea that this is the best they can do, you know, these these names is who are the people pathetic. that decide this there are like, a lot of different the... voters at, at all different levels like i know a, a couple of the uh, like gary baba Booey from the howard stern show is a voter uh, along with john hine another guy who's on the stern show i don't know how it is you're, you're necessarily selected some of its peers but unfortunately it is a popularity contest which explains why bands like i mean even kiss it took them like 40 years to actually get into the rock and roll hall of fame and whether or not you like kiss you can't deny their influence and popularity but there's people in power there from what i understand from what i've heard from eddie trunk who are like there's people who block the vote and say nope yeah like you could have kiss nominated like nope yeah I don't rush like exactly rush. yeah mm-hmm. like that that's the that's the reason why they never got in because the yeah. the president or whomever was didn't chris didn't, doesn't he, get he, it <laughs> i think he it doesn't was just get like, it and didn't, didn't like get them. it yeah, which Who uh, cares? I, I'm sure if you don't yeah. get it, I don't I don't get classical this isn't the middle music. school lunch table. This is yeah, like yeah. I don't get classical music, but I can't deny the influence that it's had on everyone from heavy metal all the way to pop music. And like, I'm guessing that that guy who doesn't get rushed totally gets rage against the machine. Give me a fucking break. Yeah, it, it, it's it's it, it fits with his political views. Have you listened to them? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Do you know what these songs Have you are listen to them? I, I don't I know. That, I hate it like a band like that, like Rage Against the Machine or any honestly anything Tom Morello or Zach does, mm-hmm. you because know, everything they've sprouted off from that is political, obviously. Sure. Um, they, that name or that band, whichever they're in, gets thrown around whenever there's a big scandal or political uh, anything. Yeah, anything. You know, it just just like with Bruce Springsteen and Born in the USA back in the Reagan administration. Like, did you listen to the song? Oh, even the last administration, that was the same thing. You remember th- those idiots who were outside of Walter Reed blasting that song when 45 was in the hospital with COVID, which like, was a hoax. Li- they were blasting lyrics? Born in the USA. No, of course not. That's not the point. <laughs> the yeah. point isn't Ghost actually of Tom Jode. hear what's going on. Ghost yeah. of Tom Jode. Yeah. Written Either by, version of it. Written by Springsteen, of course. Yeah. Which what, uh, just uh, happened and, to call And out. didn't, uh, what's his name, um, Mumbles have a, a version of it also? 
Who's that? Bob Dylan? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I assume that's who you meant. (laughs) Well, I mean. uh, And look, Tom Morello toured with the E Street Band for a while, too. And they did that song on stage. Of course they did. I've heard heard that nine-minute version. It is. It's awesome. It's awesome. But anyway, this this list, once again, it's, uh, listen, I I like some songs by the Go-Go's. I like some songs by Devo. It's not rock. It's not. It's pop music. And that's fine. Nothing wrong with pop music. Yeah. But doesn't belong in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame if that actually means something. But unfortunately, it's just a business. It's a brand. It's a museum of sorts. So yeah. it doesn't mean anything. I mean, you know, I look, I got nothing against Foo Fighters per se or Mary J. Blige or, you know, the, the even L. somebody cool like. J. Yeah, L.O. Cool J. I have nothing against them. And L.O. Cool J, at least there's more of a, a straightforward uh, influence of rock even there on, on his early records. And hey, I believe. I believe that may have been the last uh, Eddie Van Halen recording that we got. Eddie Van Halen actually played two songs on LL Cool on two songs on LL Cool J's last album. I think that might be the last re- mm. released uh, really? Eddie Van Halen recording. But I don't know. I just none of the if, if it actually means rock and roll, which we know it doesn't. It's just a big business with a bunch with a bunch of suits who have no idea what's going on. They're just riding the the tide of the trends. Then I don't know. Once again, this this is proving that it, it just doesn't mean anything. It doesn't. It and seems like it once you once you go past middle management, you forget what it's like to be a fan, human, human, or a fan, or or anything for that matter. Because like even what we were just talking about with the stimulus checks, it's like once you get to a certain level, you you're out of touch. Robot. Yeah, yeah, you're you become just a robot, touch. and all you care about is either the money mm-hmm. or your benefactor, or not not your benefactors, but your um, uh, your 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 sponsors. Right. Of course. Yeah, so, well, and, and popularity and, and putting your own brand out there and the name, because the first year NWA was eligible, man, they were in there <laughs> or no, I shouldn't say that right after. I'm sorry. They, they were eligible beforehand. They would have been eligible in uh, 2012. Nirvana was, one was right away. Yeah. Pearl Jam was right away as well. Yeah. But it's funny that as soon as straight out of Compton is a big hit at the box office, NWA is in the rock and roll hall of fame that next year. 2016 yeah. they got in because i remember uh straight out of Compton came out in 2015 man they were yeah. in because they want to capitalize on nwa's popularity all of a sudden and once again yeah. i'm sure i'm sure they were way in touch you know the suits who run the rock roll hall of fame you know they were down with fuck the police so yeah i don't know man but not my personal security guard <laughs> yeah so anyway um another embarrassment for the rock roll hall of fame I'm just not down with it. String, I mean, like, it's, I, a str- I, it's a string of embarrassment. If, if I had like, to, it pick, hasn't stopped. Been embarrassing. It, it, it just it proves itself to be more so than Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's more of like who, who got snubbed, who got this. It's a stupid system. Oh, that's that's always the conversation. But, yeah, that's always the conversation. Someone actually likes the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So. No, it's it's a big deal for artists, and I get it. I mean, I, I remember you know John Bon Jovi was happy to get in, and that was I think only about four years ago, which again ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> that Bon Jovi was eligible probably like 2009. I think the first record was what 84. Yeah. Um. So yeah, 2009 they would have been eligible, and they got in in 2017. Why? Like, why did it take so it? long? What, what was his first album? Slippery when wet? No, that was the third album. Um, the first album was self titled, yeah, was wasn't the third. it? Third. Okay. It was, was self titled, yeah, and then was 7800 degrees Fahrenheit, and then Slippery when wet, and then New Jersey. Yeah, that was the following year. Then Slippery when wet. Yeah, I wasn't a fan really of the first two albums. Slippery when wet's kind of weird. They 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 found well, that's their, their breakthrough. Yeah, well, that's really. it. That that's where that's where Bon Jovi yeah. became Bon Jovi, in my opinion, anyway. 
I guess in the mainstream's opinion too, but not according to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It took them until uh, 1992. Yeah. It took them to keep the faith, apparently, to actually make a mark. <laughs> <laughs> it took them until 92 until the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame said, oh. Wait until have a nice day. That's uh... a. <laughs> yeah, that's it, which was 05. So sorry, guys. Yeah. You got another nine years. You have to wait. Yeah. But anyway, listen, if I had to vote, I'm going to say, I don't know how many that you actually get to choose, but I'm going to say if I had to pick, let's say four. Because I don't know out of how many of these, out of, out of these nominees, out of the 16, how many will get in. If I had to pick four, I'm going with Iron Maiden, Carol King, Shaka Khan, Tina Turner. Uh, no denying the influences there as far as what they've meant to music, including rock music. Listen, and even if people want to say Have that Have you about, seen a Tina Turner show? <laughs> oh, aside from that, Tina Turner, forget the music. Tina Turner inspired loads of guys to start singing and playing guitar. Just had mm-hmm. the hopes of getting a woman like Tina Turner. Oh, yeah. all yeah. of them, all, especially yeah. all the British guys who for them was, I mean, their, their mind was blown when they heard records by uh, little Walter and Sonny Terry and Brownie McGee, you know, back in the day when they saw someone like Tina Turner running around with that voice and those legs. Ooh, forget it. You know, just uh, I know many, collective, many racist collective yeah. puberty. I'm- was yeah. unleashed in the UK. I, I, I know many, many a racist white man that saw Tina Turner and go, no, no, we'll give her a pass. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that horrible, that horrible racist talk of she's one of the good ones. Oh, just makes me bristle. But yeah, look, there's no denying the influence. Even if you want to take it to the, uh, to the superficial, then it still counts. So yeah, th- those would be the four that, that I would pick just because they're, they're overdue. They're so overdue. And if there's a fifth Judas priest, write them in. Because it should have been in. This is ridiculous already. So that's that. I mean, look, anytime there's an awards ceremony, there's always that, oh, who got snubbed? Who got snubbed and everything. But, you know, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is just embarrassing on a, on a regular basis. I have not every missed year. that this time of the year because we're usually entrenched, entrenched with, like, movies and this and that. And mm-hmm. I, I don't miss it. <laughs> no, not at all. I, I haven't watched the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame ceremony. I mean, I watched uh, the portions. Just with... any awards ceremony in general. Oh, like... exactly. See, I don't like those either because I just don't I, find them entertaining. With some movies that like no one would see, and like now it's just like, oh, this is so nice. <laughs> like, well, yeah. Also, to, also you'll be dealing dealing with a, an, an uh, exaggerated cancel culture too, with all these different stars and starlets that are doing things that you know a certain sect of the population doesn't agree with. So now you can't don't go out and see that movie because he she is a sexist misogynist pig. Yeah, mm. man, what a what a horrible way to live to just be upset by everything. It's crazy. I mean, look, Dave Chappelle put it best. You know, when I was a kid, the space shuttle blew up and everybody was upset. Now, every day for a certain type of person, the space shuttle blows up every day and every day you're upset. What a horrible way to live to just constantly yeah. be offended and constantly saying somebody's, you know, racist or sexist or transphobic or, or whatever because you don't like their comments. It's crazy. I'm not saying that shit doesn't exist, but the idea that everybody is yeah. because they don't say the exact right thing, now that that shit needs to go. It's it's exhausting. It I can't it won't, re- I, it won't rest until we're all nameless, genderless blobs. Well, basically. Well, aside from that, it's the idea there's this impossible purity test nobody's going to pass this thing when it comes to you can never have said the wrong thing you could never have said you could never have held an opinion that wasn't socially acceptable oh and by the way that won't be socially acceptable in the future like i referred to uh previously talking about the the jim jeffries stand-up special you can't come at me and say something i said 12 years ago and a stand-up special is now not okay because the line has moved oh that's where we are which speaking of um something yes uh 
something was brought up about one of your heroes, Chris, or at least someone you're a fan of, uh, Craig Ferguson. Yes. Um, obviously, Netflix, I believe it's Netflix, is airing the um, Britney, what is it, Britney Uncaged or something like that. Something it's like a, that. It was, a, a, it was a New, it was a New York. Yeah, it's a Britney it's Spears on, it's doc. On Hulu, yeah. Hulu, okay. okay. Yeah. So, and it was it was originally written by the New York Times. It's a, f- a four or five episode thing. Um, and in it, they go into how the interviews uh, back then, I- including like with Britney, were so incredibly misogynistic and how they focused on like the wrong things mm-hmm. and her sexuality and all this other stuff. And everyone is going to Craig Ferguson because I believe it was 2000. 2007 when her meltdown happened yeah. when she was he well but you know but like when she when he he craig ferguson turned around and actually yelled at his audience and said stop laughing it's not funny anymore well he it's said like, i'm not making britney spears jokes i'm not making fun of somebody yeah, who's clearly going through somebody yeah that was 2007 after the head shaving yeah, incident yeah. and and all that stuff happened yeah i i remember when that happened and people were applauding him for it and you know he made a point like we were saying earlier you know, the idea is to uh, make fun of, you know, use use comedy and to use your voice to take down the powerful and the people who actually yeah, he, are yeah, causing trouble. Yeah. And if you haven't seen that yeah. monologue, check it out. I'll actually I'll embed it in the in the post for this show, the Cape 154 post. If you uh, look at it, chrisabal.com. But you just look up Craig Ferguson, Britney Spears, and you'll find it as well. Yeah, but absolutely. that's exactly what he says. The idea that it's not funny and to make fun of somebody who's going through something is not OK. Yeah. Makes total sense. And, you know, the, the idea, it's kind of weird when you watch those interviews now, as we're sitting here in 2021, we're watching Britney Spears interviews from, you know, 1997 uh, when she's a minor and everything. You can look at it and say, OK, yeah, that looks kind of fucked up. But as a guy who was 16 at the time, everything she was putting out there was sexuality and she's wearing the crop tops and she's dancing suggestively. I, yeah, look, I don't mean was, to sound like, like an old fogey. I'm just saying like, lucky, as a 16 year old, that's what got my I attention. Was when what, Britney Spears was discovered. Yeah. So yeah. I was, was how, it's, yeah. how provocative it was, was part of the image. So the idea that there may she was be a goddess. In yeah. My eyes. Holy shit. The yeah. idea of <laughs> being, her being inappropriate or, or the idea of the interviews being inappropriate it kind of, I mean, you can't deny some of it was based on the behavior. I'm not excusing it, and I'm not saying that it doesn't look wrong now, but at the time, it's hard to deny that it was kind of in line with the image that was being put out there. She was highly sexualized Whether, from the get-go. What, exactly. And not that she was choosing it, just the way that she was marketed. Totally. Yeah. yeah that, it's, un- it's, unfortunately. Again, it, it, may, it may have been completely the powers that be that made her dress like that or made her gyrate and whatever else but the way she was marketed was she is the sex barbie yeah and, and the, the bad girl in high school because i mean yeah. all those music Literally, videos took was... place in high school hallways she's surrounded by lockers in every video from those first yeah. like two albums and uh yeah the idea of of course you know that this was an image crafted by you know men in the industry and everything and look it's a good thing those days are over with it's a good thing we don't have women creating their own image on instagram showing their asses and cleavage and you know being basically naked on instagram uh they can craft their own image to look that way they don't need to do it because of some corporation and some image shaping but that's a whole other discussion anyway that's it for this week because we're out of time sorry everybody we're on the clock here (laughs) but uh listen if you enjoyed our nonsense you can follow jack on Twitter at JackWagon85 and on Instagram at JacksonFigure1985. You can follow Andrew on Instagram at Metal underscore Drew. You can follow me 
at Chris Abalo on Twitter and Chris Sells Out on Instagram. And follow the show at Cape Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And support the show on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Cape Pod. Lots of different levels of support there, starting at as low as $2. And there's going to be a lot of exclusive content coming your way. A lot of video, a lot of audio, all that stuff. The, the archive is being mined right now. I'm working every day going through old stuff and putting things together. So when it starts rolling out on a regular basis, while it may not be as uh, or posted as on a consistent basis right now, it's going to happen because I'm working my way through it. We're a small operation, everybody. And uh, oh, by the way, if you want more, Andrew, lest we forget, you could check out the Extended Branch, Andrew's podcast on Freemasonry, which you can find. Um, it is on iTunes, but you could also just watch it on YouTube because it's just a video version that's on iTunes anyway. You watch it on YouTube. You're going to have to um, watch them. You, you, can, you, can find, you can find it on Google. It's on most of the uh, major platforms. Oh, is it? Because I did look yes. it up on iTunes to give you the subscription, and it only came up as a video subscription. There was no audio subscription. So, uh, that's funny then, but that's, that's iTunes for you. What do you well, expect? That's or Apple podcasts. <laughs> excuse me. Now it's, it's that people are, it's so funny when I see people, people are going to cancel you if you don't get it right. <laughs> when I see people <laughs> promoting their, their podcasts, I will see people will put just out of habit iTunes and there'll always be a comment. It's not an Apple podcast. Like no dummy. It, it was iTunes for a decade or more, actually probably like more. 15 years, 20 years right? yeah. or something was in like 2002 iTunes launched or yeah. something. So the idea is now Apple podcast within the last year and a half. Okay. <laughs> Listen, you know what it is. You could figure it out. You're not that silly. Um, yeah. The extended branch. If you're curious about Freemasonry or if you want more ammunition to send our way with regard to Andrew, go for it because I'm sure there's going to be some analysis of, <laughs> of that show. At some point, maybe we'll save that for the for the Patreon audience. I don't know if everybody's going to want to hear this because uh, they just might not care. But they do care about us bitching about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and, and the stimulus. That's for sure. That's the kind of stuff they tune in for. Anyway, uh, please subscribe on the podcast app of your choice uh, to this show, not Andrew's show. <laughs> and uh, follow the show everywhere. And of course, we'll be back next Monday with yet another episode with more conversation and hilarity. So until next time. For Andrew Rizzatello and Jack DeFranco, this is Chris Apollo, and this was yet another experiment. Next to the Sex Pistols, rock and roll and that Hall of Fame is a piss stain.